Hey everyone, before we get to the episode, we just wanted to send our well wishes to J.W. Rinsler, uh, Star Wars author you probably know from the making of books of the original trilogy, prequels, Indiana Jones, Alien, all down the line, including his new book, All Up. Uh, his family wanted his readers and everyone to know that um, uh, J.W. has been di- diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. And he's in a tough fight right now. So we just wanted to extend our well wishes to him. He's been on TRB a couple times. Uh, We had a great time with him talking about how George Lucas hated Mara Jade. And he's been so generous and kind and gracious to us and all fans and podcasts and everyone out there. And his contributions are so valuable to uh, Star Wars and Star Wars fans. So um, all the best to you, JW. We hope you get better. And... uh, our, our hearts are going out to you in this fight, and uh, we hope to have you back on TRB when you're well. Our, our best uh, goes out to J.W. Rinsler uh, to get better. Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. I'm John. Thanks for joining us today. It's Monday, which means we're tackling the latest in Star Wars news, rumors, uh, everything out there in the internet sphere. Uh, Is internet sphere a phrase? Nope. (laughs) Uh, Not really. Internet cube. Internet cube. The interwebs, um, whatever the kids are calling it these days. But uh, James and Lacey are with me as always. Um... Uh, so Mando Fan Show uh, is halfway through our season run, which means The Mandalorian is already halfway done, mm-hmm. which is uh, crazy. Um, before uh, we get into the show here, I just want to let you know, uh, if you're looking for our takes on The Mandalorian's latest episode, go check out The Mando Fan Show from this past Friday. Uh, it's now out on all of our audio apps, all podcast apps, as well as on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Star Wars News Videos. Katrina Dennis joined us, and uh, we tackled mm-hmm. the latest chapter in uh, the super duper awesome <laughs> streaming series uh, for Star Wars called The Mandalorian. Uh, what is it? It was chapter 12, I believe. So mm-hmm. uh, check that out and then come back and, and check us out here because we're going to be talking about everything else going on in Star Wars. Uh, so how are you guys doing? We got uh, Thanksgiving week in a in a wild and crazy year. We have another episode of the Mando Fan Show coming Friday. Yoshi Vu's coming back Friday. So I'm very excited to have Yoshi back. Yes. How, how, how are you guys doing? Um, I'm doing good, especially now that you reminded me Yoshi. I got his... I got his some of his artwork up on the show. Um, yeah, he was nice of us to send send that and uh, signed it and everything. Yeah, very, very cool. Um, glad that he's a part of the show. And I've had just a good week because uh, it's my wife's birthday. Ooh, and today? Uh, no, like last Thursday. This is confusing. <laughs> yeah, this is confusing. So yeah. you're still in the birthday um, week because it hasn't been a week yeah. yet. Yeah. Happy birthday yeah. to Rachel. Yeah, and so uh, I got a bunch of Disney stuff, including uh, a Mickey, a Mickey waffle maker. Oh, cute! Like the, the Is it the mini one or the big one? one? That's like, 
uh, the big one, I, I assume. I couldn't find anything that was more official than this <laughs> one. And it like yes. flips and stuff. That's the good one. If yeah. it flips until it beeps. That's yeah. the good one. Yep. <laughs> it, it, I was like, finally, I'm going to be able to make uh, like hotel yeah, waffles. That, yeah. Because <laughs> those are always the best. Yeah. yeah. I got my pizza shirt um, on. I brought it back. It's been a, it's been a while. Oh, the pizza shirt. It's been a yeah. while. <laughs> yeah. That is a pizza shirt. <laughs> if if 2020 um, was summed up in a shirt, <laughs> it would be the Millennium yeah. Falcon. I forgot about that shirt. Yeah, that was a fun little bit we had. Um, let me get back to my notes here. Um, so uh, before we get going, uh, just uh, if you guys haven't noticed yet, uh, we have a, a, a coffee brand. Uh, flavor blend going on with weirdbrothers.com so uh they're a local business out of virginia so we figured small content creators small coffee shop let's get together and try to do something good in 2020 together and we got the resistance brew so if you want to check out our coffee go to weirdbrothers.com and look up resistance brew grab yourself a bag take a sip enjoy cheers um so we got the resistance report james we're going to get into the latest Mm -hmm. going on star wars news so why don't we dive in right now it's the resistance all right we're gonna play a little game before we get into the resistance report which is the first thing that comes to mind right so I, i'm gonna say some words you're gonna picture the first thing that comes to mind and the first we're gonna start off with star wars obviously you have something in your head you're picturing it then i go holiday special and you go oh something completely different in my head now and then i go Lego and you go oh and you're back all of a sudden because the Lego Star Wars holiday special was recently released and we have watched it um it was on Disney plus uh they don't release numbers so who knows if it did well or not but I think generally uh that streaming share percentage James what is it yeah 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 um Generally, Star Wars fans like ourselves, I think, have it was received well, right? Um, and now we're going to talk a little bit about it. Um, Lacey, I'm going to start with you on this one because um, I don't know why. Because I'm the best. I, I Thanks, James. You would, yeah, you would have fun talking about it. Yeah. Best. I'll take that. Um, I did watch this. I thought it was super fun. It went super fast. It was like very, very like started right in the story. We're in it. We're fighting. Oh, it's been concluded. Done. Which is a very little kid thing. You know, obviously this is made for little kids mm-hmm. and not for me. I know. I'm shocked too. Um, but it, it was fun. It was fine. The The only thing that really distracted me was the voices for Ray, Finn, and Poe. They obviously weren't the actors. So I could tell. As su- I'm assuming like all adults could tell. But I don't know. The Ray one was the worst, I think, for me. Like, especially because she's the main character of the movie, I really would have liked to have seen Daisy reprise her role as Rey. Um, And it just seemed like sometimes the voice was trying, like, really hard to be British. I think it was the one Mm, clip mm -hmm. that really got me is when she was like, she said, like, yip tip or something. And it was so over the top. I was like, okay, what? (laughs) Stop. Um, other than that, my favorite parts were uh, Darth Vader, actually, was my favorite character in the whole holiday special. He was so funny, so well done. I love the part where he sees himself on the Empire Strikes Back. It's so good. And just like the whole time where yeah. you have Kylo Ren, who's kind of made into a chump in this holiday special. They really poked fun at him. Um, 
with the emperor and you have kind of like <laughs> Darth Vader sulking with his arms crossed in the back being like, oh, real original, <laughs> like just funny stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and then a baby Yoda. Star yeah, killer. <laughs> star killer. <laughs> it was kind of, wasn't it kind of like, it was like a little like Muppet baby. It was. Or Star Wars in a it way. It was. Yeah. Um, I loved that show. Not in a bad I way. I loved that show growing up, Muppet Babies. Me too. Um, but yeah, I loved how they worked in The Mandalorian. As soon as I heard the music, I got so hyped. I think it's because we're all in just that Mando mm-hmm. mode right now. Um, and then Babu Frick at the end doing the little break dancing like really made me laugh. Yeah. Was, yeah. They were doing the worm. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 I, had a, I had a weird uh, kind of story with this because we... We did the like, oh, we're gonna do movie night. We got out the. Oh, cocoa. so you did do we it with Bennett? Cookies. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. But, but I watched Bennett, it alone <laughs> as ben, an adult. Yeah, Bennett's at an age. Yeah, he just doesn't <laughs> like he he likes Mickey Mouse and he likes certain things, but like he hasn't clicked into Star mm-hmm. Wars yet. I, I think he eventually sure. will because he'll like start to get it. But I, I think even his even as like simple as it is, it's still like kind of deep. Sure. Like. He can't put together that these characters are like related or or anything like that. Like he's still watching like these, uh, he's still watching like Mickey Mouse, and they're like, "We need to build a bomb house." <laughs> 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 Whatever. That was a great um, impression. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyway, yeah, he was like he was just running in circles the whole time and like screaming and like was playing and. Did he and, stop for Baby Yoda um, at least? No, he stopped. <laughs> I kind of grabbed him and I was like, you need to pay attention to this. And it was the part where the, the, um, the X-wing was sinking mm-hmm. and then like it, uh, the, the creature grabbed uh, BB-8 sure. or whatever. And then he stopped at the very, very end of it. Um, well, how did it go? Oh, they were like, he's like, I was like, what was your favorite part of that? And he describes like the whole end scene. He's like, there was three Chewbacca's and they were in the snow and blah, blah, blah. He's like, he, he goes to the whole end. And I was like, Bennett, that was just the last little bit that you saw. And he was like, uh, I like the part where the thing grabbed him out of the water. And I was like, that's the only other part you saw. It sounds like me talking about a Star Wars book. not paying attention. Lacey, did you just read the back? What? No. Yeah. yeah. Although I just remembered um, uh, Darth Maul's half fighting in the fight scene. Hopping yeah, around. Just... Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, um, although I thought it was a little played out, the joke of like um, the Emperor taking on Kylo as the new yeah, apprentice. New, and like new apprentice. Out. <laughs> yeah. I felt like that was a little played out, but I did like how it all came together where he was like, both sides want to kill me and I don't really know what side I'm on right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, at least they're kind of self-aware that they've been, that that wasn't just like a quick throwaway joke from the emperor, but it was, has been like annoyingly consistent sure. in trying to get rid of him or replace him or whatever. Um, which is also very Star Wars too. If you read like the comics and other stuff like that, maybe we'll get to that. But, but yeah, um, John, what did you think of the, the special? You got to see it early yeah i had to write the review for it for star wars newsnet but um so you can check out my written review over there uh with pretty much what i'm going to summarize here which is um yeah the things i didn't like which is a very nitpicky thing because i mean this is a fun thing and a, a 45 minute smile uh which you can't take for granted in this in this year especially 
Um, but the Finn voice and the Ray voice, I thought were were rough. Uh, I actually thought Poe was great uh, when he walks in and he starts talking. Like people could have made the argument, oh, they got Oscar Isaac to come back. He wanted to buy. He needed a new Lego house, so he came back <laughs> to sign this new deal. Um, but yeah, I didn't like those voices. But what I did love about it was how uh, it poked fun at itself. And I think that's huge for Star Wars because it almost makes you feel stupid as a fan when you're like, okay, so this franchise is making fun of its own flaws on their own product. And here we are taking this thing so seriously sometimes. Um like, you know, Kylo Ren's helmet. Oh, real original. You got yourself a black helmet. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, the, the Exegol stuff and, you know, all the things all down the line. Every every trilogy got hammered. Every trilogy got... was no, yeah. no trilogy was safe in this. There's Except Mandalorian. no way he could ever come back after they that. Didn't, like, well, they did not like poke that, fun yeah. at the Mandalorian. They kept that alone. Yeah. The, the whole... Well, they, the they, whole yeah. they did because they said... They were like, oh, he's so cute. And that's poking fun at the the cult the outside culture of the show which is how they treat this show as a oh, whole sure. like, oh sure i'm it's saying not the they didn't really make fun awesome. of itself in the yeah. sense of they poked direct fun at everything else yeah hmm. taking my takes <laughs> <laughs> what? uh i did like that whole part about the emperor you can't come <laughs> who back took from your that. takes me or lacy you i took your take yeah i was gonna do that whole mando bit yeah <laughs> That's all right, though. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they they feature the Mandalorian, which is the hottest Star Wars item right now, and all they do is focus on the cuteness of Baby Yoda for three seconds. It was really cute. <laughs> You're like, wait, was Mando in it? You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's back there. <laughs> and, like, and IG-11, and they just, like, own it. And the best is when they like, disappear, the they the all just go like... Part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but like even the prequels had shots taken at it. They made fun of Jar Jar's speech in the Senate. How about uh, Obi Wan and like, Anakin in the elevator where he's like, "I he has the flowers." <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yeah, I mean they they, they just it was self referential and 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 uh, bringing the levity to the surface that was needed for a franchise that people are taking way too seriously online anyway. Casual fans don't know what's going on with the lunatics and fandom, but. Um, it was a good time. I, I remember just watching it, enjoying it, and having a smile on my face and feeling like a kid, uh, getting that holiday vibe. Like when, when I finished it, I felt like like a kid around like like I felt like when I was seven years old around the holidays, and that's kind of what you want out of these sorts of things. So uh, I had a good time with it. I enjoyed it, and uh, I called it the Holiday Special Redemption Tour because I feel like it finally uh, redeemed the 1978 <laughs> abomination. That it, it's so funny, like. When things stink after like decades and decades, people think it's okay to say that it doesn't stink anymore. And everyone still says that Holly Special sucks. Like it's still okay to say the 1978 special sucks. Even Anthony Daniels in his book called it a turd. So uh, it's just funny that that thing is the one thing that prequels saved. <laughs> Everything else saved. All your animations saved. All the old rides, toys the the Leia shampoo bottle saved Pez dispensers fine holiday special garbage still garbage so <laughs> yeah I just love that uh, this kind of gave it a little redemption and maybe this is something that they could explore in the future but I know it's a bit of an undertaking everyone's like they should do one of these every year I'm like I don't think they're gonna do that but I think it was a, a lot of fun and I great, mean great job by uh, Lego partnering with 
uh, Disney yeah. and Star Wars to do this. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of fun to be had with a lot of Lego properties, even within the Star Wars universe. I mean, they they do Lego does a lot of animations like this for Star Wars, and they you know take place in, in these worlds and have the same type of humor and everything. Like Lego has definitely like worked in their brand to figure out like what type of um, stories they tell and what type of humor they they have throughout uh so i feel like if you if you enjoyed this there are other lego properties in in star like the wars freemaker adventures yeah 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 um uh and not to mention just all the games you the know lego I mean? like star they, wars they games out, are a lot of fun yeah. yeah 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 and and uh it's the same type of humor i mean all those like the the lego movie and all that other stuff is all stemmed off of the success of the games that People were like, oh, these are fun. They're not to be taken seriously. They kind of poke fun at the franchises that they're, um, that you, but you got to know that they're fans at the core. I still think Lego um, Batman's the best part of the Lego movie. I, I like the movie Lego Batman, and I, I think most people don't. I thought that movie was funny. I'm just saying the character himself, Lego Batman, no, will, will, will is, yeah, he's so, it's like mm-hmm. perfectly hilarious, and it's the same kind his, of, well, his voice poke, is funny as it is. Yeah, yeah, it's the same kind of like poking fun at itself, where he's listening to the music like, dead parents. <laughs> One thing I'll say about the, uh, <laughs> speaking of, speaking of dead parents, um, Star Wars, um, Finn uh i thought even though it's not canon they're kind of giving you like an acknowledgement like yeah he was force sensitive and yeah he's training to become a jedi and they can wipe that out if they want to but i think that's where Mm -hmm. they would go if they continued the story so it was a little interesting even though this is not a canon thing this this special seeing finn using ray's new yellow lightsaber and training i thought that was kind of cool yeah, I actually it, it is it was kind of funny too cuz I felt like there were a lot of times in here where I was like this is not canon, this is not canon. Remember this is not canon, but there's things in there that I go, "Oh." <laughs> like I was like that's kind of until they cool. open their mouths and then you were like, uh. and take that." Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was really glad that they didn't go Ray and Kylo versus Luke and Vader, but they switched it up and had Ray versus Vader and Kylo Ren versus Luke Skywalker. I was like, that that's cool. It feels now that they uh yeah. were a little aware. And I and it kind of in a weird way felt like, you know, when are you ever gonna get to see Luke Skywalker and <laughs> fight Kylo Ren? I'm like, this this is kinda cool. It's yeah. kind of enjoyable in a way. I wonder yeah. if uh you know he Boyega watched this thing. Like he watched it and he's like, Come on! It's like, why can they have done this? Why can they have given me my lightsaber? They had to do this in the Lego special with someone else voicing my character. Why couldn't they character? just pay me to do this? <laughs> well, they probably, I'm sure they offered him. You think so? Oh, yeah. You don't think he, no. yes. you think he turned it down? Yes. I don't know. Yes, I, do. I think they just didn't want I, to pay I him. I think there's the burnt out factor with a lot of these people who are involved with the sequel trilogy that don't want anything to do with it. I can't get over um, just how, I'm sorry. I'm going to be that person today. <laughs> so bad. The voices were so bad. No, yeah, they weren't. The, they weren't good. Um, but though, I will say Matthew Woods uh, Kylo Ren was funny. I thought, especially when he had the, the mask, mask on. on. Yes, mask off. No. Yeah. Um. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, but then they did have uh, obviously Anthony Daniels. Of Kelly course, was but great. Also Kelly Marie. She Tran was wonderful. And uh, Billy D. Yeah, I love the walking in, laughing. I love the, it's a cape. I hope it's a cape. <laughs> Please be cape. Please. Yeah. Be cape. And then they did the it's a you, rap it's a rap line. Yeah. 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 But there's you, one you guys know it. Go ahead. 
I was gonna say, you know what tip yip is, right? No. No tip. It's one. It's one of the dishes that Galaxy's oh, Edge. Yes, I thought you meant like, what did okay. it come from? There was another. Oh reference no no to no! Galaxy's but Edge like too. they kept saying like, yeah, there and were he roasted a, a it on the the engine like Galaxy's Edge yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think I uh, contributed to Star Wars. I don't know if you noticed it in the holiday special. Was it the voice for Daisy Ridley? It was not, <laughs> <laughs> might as well have used my I never thought about no, it. No, hers was like, I need to find my master. And I was like My master's master. And then there'd be <laughs> It's my master there, with a blaster. He has a there canister. Was definitely, I'm oh, not I gonna need be able to, to train it, Finn. Like, ugh. There was one there was one line no that I was like that took me out of it because it was like a word that I wouldn't have ever thought she would she would have said it like that, <laughs> but she did. Like, mm. like, uh, like I don't know, Master like, like, Yoda, uh, orange, <laughs> orange or something. She's like orange, and I'm like, British people don't say orange, <laughs> <laughs> you know? No. Like, I was like, you're you're going way beyond. They, they say Clementine. What it is? <laughs> what? Yeah, no, no. they don't. And if you're gonna make that joke, at least say meringue or something like that. Oh. Or what is that? No, not meringue. What is the what is the jelly they eat over in England that has like rinds of orange in it? Marmalade. That's it. Marmalade. <laughs> so do you want to know my contribution to this? Spe- yeah. When Palpatine's falling, he refers to himself as shitty. I noticed that at the end I was like, oh, they've never used this before. If he had said Shivy Babes, I would have called, I would have gotten on the phone with PR. <laughs> I would have called, what's her name? He like... What's going on here? <laughs> but I thought that was funny. I, I was need like, to train Finn. Ugh. Mm. Did, did you guys... Um, they didn't have anything uh, Rogue One or anything Solo, did no, they? No, they had Young Solo. Oh, no, they didn't. They no, had... Oh, that's right. I think they had Young Lando. They had... No, I don't think I, they did. I think what you're thinking of is they had original trilogy Han and sequel trilogy. Mm. I think Han. they kept it saga. Yeah, um, probably. But then they put in Mandalorian too, and I know that was just for like a Maybe joke. Yoda. But they did yeah. travel to that world for a second, and I was like, maybe if I did a rewatch of this, there, there might. If you guys know anything, put it in the comments. Like, if there was like some sort of reference when they're like flying through the world, yeah, if they, yeah, you know, were on uh, a specific planet or something, but. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That that's about all we can say about the holiday special, just off the top of our heads. We're glad that it it's here. We're glad that it came. Um, it's always going to live on Disney Plus. So as long as you have a I subscription will, to that, you can watch it whenever you want. I will watch that every year around this time of year. I do notice. I need to rewatch it again too, because Bennett was. Yeah, I do around. notice though that the premise <laughs> yeah. of this is basically the premise of the Lego Movie, where there's a special piece that they have to find. Yeah, but it, it turns out in the Lego movie that he was the special. Yeah, I guess. But still, like, the whole premise well, at the beginning is where he finds this piece. Yeah. And you could loosely connect that to this. Like, at the end, she realized she didn't have to go on a journey, and the it was right there in front it's of her the whole time. It's about family. <laughs> <laughs> it's about family. <laughs> like, Governor. Don't even say that word. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Guys, uh, let's talk a little Mandalorian. Um, moving on to our next story. You here. know Katie who's Sackhoff. good at voices? Oh, the best voice. Katie Sackhoff <laughs> does a great uh, Bo-Katan voice. Katie Sackhoff uh, crushes Katie Sackhoff. Which I, I, I need to break that. She says Catan. Bo-Katan. Like the settlers of Catan. <laughs> sort of. You mean Catan. Mm. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? No. All right. She did a lot of interviews and she's just uh, mostly was covering um, how's it feel to come back, play the character in live action. Um, and she had a lot of different takes on this and um, a lot of fun stories that involved uh, when she found out and, and uh, her seeing herself, even though she went to the set and filmed it and everything, she hadn't quite watched the episode because she still wanted to live in that weird possibility where it could it could maybe exist one day and she's like i know that it does but i haven't watched it yet so it doesn't exist yet and um a lot of fun little things like that um and uh she also talked a little bit about how invested she has been in this character for a very long time including um having dreams uh because you're just consistently like that deep into a character's mind um, which is interesting. And uh, she said, in the end, it, it became a dream for me, dream come true. So um, a lot of things to talk about here. Uh, John, did you have any uh, specific takeaways from Katie Sackhoff doing a bunch of interviews for StarWars.com and for um, Entertainment Tonight? I mean, yeah. For, first off, um, this is going to be the casting that people refer back to when this situation happens again in the future. Um, they're going to look back at, well, they took the actor who played this role in animated first and actually brought her physically and as voice to live action. It's breaking brand new ground, never been done before in Star Wars. Even the Saw Gerrera thing, he played, Re- mm-hmm. F- Forrest Whitaker didn't play uh, Saw Gerrera till mm-hmm. after Rogue One in Rebels. Um, so this is b- shattering new ground, is, unless I'm missing something, but in a significant way, this is it uh, yeah, that I yeah. can see from going from animated to live action. There's been a, going from live action to animated. That's different. This is going from animated for 12 years to live action and you being the person playing the role. Massive. Uh, especially when you have the, the elephant in the room, which is Ashley Eckstein, uh, Obviously wanted to have a shot to play Ahsoka Tano. Uh, not happening. Didn't get an audition. <laughs> Dave Filoni gives Katie Sackhoff the opportunity. Favreau brings her in. It's got to sting a little bit. I know we talked about this on the podcast. But focusing on the positive here, which is Katie Sackhoff, things that stand out to me is that she respects Star Wars. Uh, it's not. Um, she's not above it. She is uh, a fan of the history of the character, the history of the story. She's been a fan of it since she was three years old, she said. Uh, And sometimes I like to think you don't want to cast fans of something in it, but I I disagree with that. I think they should go more towards that because these people get it like we do. What we do here, we're good at doing this stuff. They're good at making it. And I think having someone who cares about it that much is a strength and not a weakness. Um, I, you know, I, she, the fact that she's having dreams, not only dreaming about Bo-Katan, she's having dreams as her, she said, which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's dreaming about being her character and like going on these like, that's, that's like a, a, I don't know, an inception or something. It's crazy. Um, 
So I don't know everything about that that, that she had to say. Uh, I loved. Um, I thought she did a great job as uh, as the character. More importantly, which is first and foremost. Um, but I really dig the fact that she gets it, she understands it, she respects it, and when you and I, I hate to do it, but I automatically have to parallel that against what's going on with the sequel trilogy actors, who I feel think that they're beyond Star Wars now, and that they don't need Star Wars. They're kind of tired of Star Wars, and it, it's almost like we're not we're too good for Star Wars, but we put it past us, and we don't want to talk about Star Wars type of thing. Whereas you have someone on this on this end of the aisle who's like yes i fought for this and i wanted to do this so badly and i think that rings well with fans especially when it's sincere and she is on the button sincere and genuine about it and it comes through in her performance she's very passionate about it and she wanted to do her character well and she did yeah Lacey, what do you think so first of all it's it's super interesting that she discusses how in 2019 she went up to Filoni and was like hey man you're doing a show about the Mandalorian <laughs> like what the hell <laughs> and it reminds me of that interview James that you talk about a lot where they asked her about it and she was like well I have an NDA and you're like that could mean season two and James you were right she showed up she's there um, no the thing that stood out to me was one that she told her dad that she's in the show and he's the only one that knew and she, mm-hmm. i love that she put uh i was nervous because i told him and he really likes facebook like all you needed was her dad being like hey guys guess what new update <laughs> katie's broke down in the new mandalorian <laughs> i that not to interrupt you that stuff is real i had a friend whose mom ruined their pregnancy announcement by posting it before they had a chance to. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, based on... <laughs> parents are crazy with social media. Parents, <laughs> they just want to have that moment. And I think a lot of us have that on social media where you like want to be that first person to post that thing. Well, theirs isn't Star Wars news. Theirs is my kids getting having kids before your kids. Like, that's yeah. their moment. Um, no, but the thing that stood out to me the most with uh, Katie's interviews is when she was talking to StarWars.com and she's talking about how how much it meant for her to play a role like this. And growing up, how she really looked up to characters like Princess Leia and Princess Leia taught her that, you know, you can hang with the guys. She had a gun. She fought for herself. She was funny. She was feisty. She spoke her mind. And I connect with that personally because that's the reason that I liked Star Wars. You know, I loved Luke Skywalker because he was a Jedi and he was the hero, but I really connected with Leia because she was the first female character that I saw when I was little that wasn't a princess being rescued via Disney. She was like, I don't need you. You just happen to open the door for me. Like, I'll just get out on my own. I'll take this gun and I'll fight my way out and I'm in charge. And that's something that's super important. So I liked that she stressed how much it meant to her that kids especially little girls now are going to see her character in live action going i want to be that character um because it's super important halloween costumes next year yeah i mean it's it's Mm -hmm. super cool and it kind of resembles how i felt when ray grabbed the lightsaber of like this is our moment you know you're finally getting these strong characters to lead the way um, and not only to be ahead of other characters, but to hold their own ground. Like, she was a leader, but she wasn't any better than the Mandalorian. Like, they were all kind of just holding their own. Um, but yet she was not backing down from what she wanted. And I really liked that. 
Yeah. I one one of the thing you just reminded me of was her um and you got to love this. It, her making the comparison between her and Satine mm-hmm. and and like how mm-hmm. how would my character who was around then evolve to be who she is now? And obviously you you rest on Favreau and Filoni to to bring that out in the pages. Uh, you got to imagine Favreau leaned heavily on Filoni for the character as he was writing excellent, sellable dialogue for uh, Bo-Katan, which makes them such a good pairing. But her also being dialed into that and delivering that and having all the history in her eyes, having done the character, is something you can't manufacture. Right. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny that you brought that up too because I, I was kind of taken away from that. And I, I think that... Honestly, a lot of that it does it speaks to Katie's character as far as like her paying attention to the these shows and these characters and things. But I also think that that really it says a lot about Dave having worked on Clone Wars and on Rebels because I feel like that type of a connection with their animated character uh, is pretty widespread across everybody who was involved in the shows that he was involved in because I feel like. I feel like he would be the guy that would be like, "Hey, here's your lines. Come over here real quick. Come over here real quick." And then he'd like he'd like lay it down like you you just got you know uh, kicked out of this mm-hmm. group from someone who hates your kind. You know what I mean or whatever. <laughs> For having you know? a mind and of your like own. really, yeah, yeah. But he like I think he he does a really good job at painting these characters and and he understands Star Wars so well that when he's saying I want you to deliver lines like this like they know exactly where they're coming from and when she gets a chance to be in this show uh you know she already has this great history of like I remember when I was when I was this character when I was involved in the Death Watch I remember when I had to choose a side with Maul I remember when later I yeah. started to become a, a hero after my sister was killed and, and I had to take on the Darksaber myself and now I find myself in this position she's already had the path laid out for her so now Bo-Katan is, is more of a hero and they're treating her more like a good character um and so I, I don't know. I I feel like she also hinted, by the way, that she knows what happens mm-hmm. from then to now, and she's not. Yeah, gonna but say she anything. also hinted at a lot of other. Yeah, things, Yeah, but she too. said she's not gonna. She said I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> well, I think you 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 have to right. because when when she grabs um, what is his name? Welliver, Titus Welliver, mm-hmm. the guy who's playing the Imperial, the guy that commander. uses the electric, the guy who used the cyanide yeah. electric cyanide thing. When she grabs him, <laughs> what? That's what I no, mean. No, he's I laughing what, at me because I went like. electric. <gasps> no, I'm oh. not. No, I'm laughing at John saying electric cyanide. It's like saying like the electric poison water. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, what? That it's, it's a, it's I mean, I know what you mean. It's a cyanide it's capsule, so, like, but in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever it is. It's not electric I saw a meme cyanide. going around that was like funny. the power of five gum. And it was like the picture yeah. of him. <laughs> but, but when she grabs him and puts the blade to his throat and says the Darksaber, you know, it will be mine again or whatever. Where is it? Like, there's vengeance in her voice and you need to direct that. And she needs to understand why she feels that way. So, she, of course, she definitely knows how it got in the hands of Moff Gideon, where it got lost from Mandalorians to him. 
uh, probably even knows who he is. Uh, there's probably a lot they had to fill her in on in order to deliver that. I just found it more that just she say, like sneakily hinted at it. Like, of course I know. Hee <laughs> hee. Like, I agree. Because she's, I just but, feel like her in particular, and this goes back to what James said a year ago, is like, she knows she knows, and she's telling you she knows. And she's yeah. not playing that yeah. game of like, I don't know. She's like, no, I know, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> If it was another actor that they got to play Bo-Katan and uh, they just like, listen, this is really important to your history, uh, your ancestry, right. uh, the future of Mandalorians, uh, you are angry and you're going to express that here. That's probably all you got to tell that person. But when it's someone who's played the character for so long, you're like, you already know, we don't need to waste time on this. This is what's going on mm-hmm. here. This is the mm-hmm. this is the the cream filling of the Oreo sandwich that is you in the Clone Wars and you now. This is what happened. She's probably like, oh my Which, god, like tell me more. Not to make it even more painful, but that's why the Ashley stuff hurts even more. <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like you guys go on and on about that, and I'm like, I just don't, I don't, I I get that it kind of sucks or whatever, but like. There are so many other characters, and I was thinking earlier when you were bringing it up, John. Maybe we should do like a castle run or something of like of animated actors or actresses who could even play their part. Because there's so many of them that I just I'm like, nope, that doesn't make any sense at all. Like good voice, good voice acting, I love it. It's associated with the character. I'm not saying that person could never play that character in I'm real not life. Saying and I, she should have. And Ashley was always that for me. I'm not saying she should have played. Neither it. am I. I'm just you saying got- it just sucks. You got to give yeah. the courtesy audition. You got to do it. Because then, it, then at I mean, least it's hers to know. lose, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But it, but I don't even think it's about skill. It's about, like, <laughs> so much other stuff. I, I, I don't know. I just, it, yeah. But anyway. It's about family. It's about so family. <laughs> no, you got to say it like Carrie Fisher. We got the cigarette hanging out of her mouth with the Coca-Cola. Oh, I was doing the same Bad Daisy from earlier. The bad which is Daisy. funny because as you said, yeah, speaking as you said that, I was thinking yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, um, Daisy Ridley is back in the news, right? Uh, we don't normally hear from the, the big three much these days um, unless they're promoting another movie. And... <laughs> Wouldn't you know it, Daisy Ridley is promoting another movie. But she, of course, got asked about her feelings on uh, a very weird topic, which <laughs> I don't even know why it's a thing, uh, really. But the, I mean, I do, but uh, the thoughts on Baby Yoda eating the eggs. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, we, we can talk a little bit about what she said about that. But I, I the my main takeaway from this is is her happiness and conclusion with, with where the saga uh, ended up and how she feels like, yeah, that was Ray's story, and I wouldn't have really wanted it to go any, any more than that. That was the that was the tail end. Uh, that was perfect in her eyes. So, um, Lacey, I'm going to start with you on this one. Um, uh, you you kind of got two two stories in one. Which which one you gonna? Tackle? So I'm gonna probably tackle the Baby Yoda stuff because I know John has some supreme thoughts about the other stuff but the funny thing is i keep harping back to daisy's voice but it's so particular i'm saying like you agree with her strongly Mm -hmm. so i'm letting you talk about it he just made a face for audio listeners um so it's funny that we keep harping on daisy's voice because when i read interviews with her i hear her saying (laughs) three stories now like when i read like 
really, really satisfying. I was like, yep, that's Daisy, because she loves the word satisfying. We're back to that again. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the Baby Yoda thing made me laugh because I was like, really, you have this time with Daisy Ridley and you're going to just throw in the clickbaity social media question. Like, it drives me nuts sometimes. I'm not going to lie when sites do this, when they throw in those like one to two questions that are literally just throwaways. It's like you have this time mm-hmm. with this person. You could ask them basically anything within reason and you're going to waste it on this question. But I'm not surprised that. She's just like, I don't know, what what is that? Are you? That's clicking. Oh. Click, 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 click. <laughs> John's doing a weird thing. I thought, you, I thought you were putting salt down, like I was being salty. And I was like, yeah, I am being a little salty. <laughs> click. So here's the bait. And here's the clicking, the person clicking. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Qu- quickly, too. It, it Sorry. Was, it's kind of it's kind of weird to, to ask her these, those questions after episode three aired where it felt like it was a little bit more settled. Right. Anyway. Now you're calling back to something that's been dealt with. And she's like, I don't know why it was a big deal. She's there. They're with her. And I'm like, yeah, well it, it's not a big deal now. It was a big deal, but we didn't right. know she was going to so make it. So if you're going to ask her about yeah. Mandalorian, why wouldn't you ask her about like, so what do you think of Bo-Katan? What do you think of all these other like, you know, cool characters? Like who is your favorite character or mm-hmm. something like that? Like, why would you waste it on this? Just because, it really is a weird question to ask Daisy Ridley, but I get it. They want the clicks. Um, other than yeah. that, I was excited for her to talk about the Mandalorian in the sense of like what they're doing with the volume and like <clears throat> just watching the show and all the different places they get to go. Even though she said that she kind of is happy where Ray is, I think there was a hint at a possibility of I'm seeing what they're doing and it opens up the doors for much more. Um, so and it's just nice to know that Daisy's doing well. You know, she disappeared for a little bit, which I understand. It was a long haul for a couple years, but it's nice to know that she's doing well. And um, I'll probably see her new movie. It looks pretty fun. I was just going to say, before we move on, did you watch the trailer? I did. So I haven't read the books, but I I read kind of the overview of what the books are about. It's definitely kind of like a YA, seemingly Hunger Games type (laughs) book. It's made I mean, by Lionsgate. They, I feel like their movies just have a specific look. Lionsgate to them. loves. It's like you can watch a trailer and you're like, "Oh, this was a YA <laughs> book series." The Nicholas Sparks, right? No, that's romance. That's not. You that's always not. do oh, that. <laughs> no, this one definitely. You know, a guy with a girl. They're both young. I guess in the book, they're they're sixteen or something. They they're older in this movie. Um. But yeah. I mean, I'm just excited to see it, her in more. It movies. always has something to do with like challenging yeah. some sort of like we can't bigger do government this alone. authority. But but not like in Star <laughs> no. Wars. It's weird. Yeah, and she looks good and blonde. Um, j- oh. yeah, I thought that was interesting. I liked she. She could pull anything like in, off. in a good way. Let's be honest. Well, <laughs> all right. I don't know what that means. John, what do you, what were your takes on her weirdo as far as the, uh, the wrap up to Ray's story? Um, yeah. Phony baloney, uh, complete Daisy Ridley is a phony dot baloney at gmail.com. It depends uh, don't, what don't, uh, point yeah. that you're saying she's phony about that, that she's saying it's over and she liked the ending and, uh, she can't imagine anything that she would need to come back for because Ray's just running through the forest and stuff. Uh, she's coming back and, uh, 
uh, you know, I, t- I tweeted when I quote tweeted the article of our report on it. I was like, oh, I hope I see her one day because I don't I'm, I'm not I'm trying not to do takes on Twitter anymore because people don't understand what nuance is because people are stupid. So I you try are to keep, very feisty today. Calling people lunatics. They're stupid. Yeah. No, don't even don't try to do that. Don't even try to do <laughs> you that. You said right that now. earlier. Don't even. Some people are lunatics. It's true. <laughs> Keeps the world going around, folks. Uh, but she's a phony baloney. She'll be back in a big way. I think they're going to come back uh, in the next 10 years and have some kind of new trilogy. I mean, look, I don't know that Daisy Ridley is, um, you know, turning down offers for a lot of movies right now. I don't know what's going on with her. I know this movie was filmed a long time ago that she's promoting right now. Um, I think even maybe filmed before The Rise of Skywalker. It was definitely delayed because um, they had to do reshoots. And both Tom yeah. Holland and her, he was working on Spider-Man yeah. Marvel stuff. She was working at Star so, Wars. So, And she didn't do the thing that John Boyega and Oscar Isaac did, which was kind of like say, no, I'm done. Which they both did. Mm-hmm. She she didn't. She's, mm-hmm. not, she's not taking that path. John and, said for now, uh, I maybe, think, didn't he? Well, this song, he's he's... He's kind of like dialed it back, but this summer he said, I'm done. I, I just like, remember him being like, for now. So there's this Star big thing. Star Wars, I can't be with you. Now. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> just need a break. There's this I'm working thing, on me. There's thing on Instagram this summer where someone asked him, um, I can't wait to see you with a green lightsaber and now becoming a Jedi. And he's like, nah, man, I'm done. I'm done with Star Wars. Uh, and, they, and people made a big deal out of it. And maybe he was having a bad day that day. Who, you never know. But he's kind of walked it back a little bit lately. Like, remember, he was also doing the whole "You're not going to Disney Plus me," and now he's probably and like, Oscar oh, Isaac man, is now on a Disney I Plus series. I would love to be <laughs> Disney Plus. Yeah, I would absolutely love to be Disney Plus right now. So, anyway, back to Daisy though. Uh, I think they would want to build around her um, for the future, especially if they can't figure out how to expand Star Wars beyond things connected to that main line, which she is now the bearer of that. She is that the one to carry that forward out of your main protagonists. Um, Star Wars hasn't really branched out yet to that point. I mean, look now, I mean, we're going to talk about this more on Thursday uh, on Thanksgiving, but um, I I think there, she's going to come back. And I think this is kind of a way for her to say, I loved how that ended. I thought it was perfect. Um, And she got flack for that, I guess, for people who didn't like it, but she doesn't care. Uh, she has her thoughts on it. She, she's not on social media. She doesn't dial into that stuff. She's fine. She even brings up the ridiculousness of cancel culture. Uh, she mocks it in a way. And she, I think she recognizes that it's, it's a bit too much, as a lot of people are, um, even in the media. And she's just giving her honest thoughts. And she enjoyed her journey through those th- three movies. And for now, she has closure on it. And she's done with it. And she's closed the book. But doesn't mean she can't open the book up again. So I, I think... I think she's coming back, uh, but I also think she knows how to play the um, play not both sides, but play the neutral game in terms of how to tackle these types of Star Wars questions. She's a very she's a, she's become a pro at answering Star Wars questions, but maybe better than anybody right now out of this new <laughs> this new group. Whereas, like maybe early on, she was a little more uh, hesitant and tentative to say certain things, but now she's very good at weaving in and out, uh, like Han through the asteroid field. Um, but I think, I think she's going to come back. Well, first of all, that was not the take that I thought you were going to have. I thought your take was going to be like, yes, a hundred percent. I agree. That's with what her. I thought your take was going to be. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was going to be it that you like, 
agree with her like but it was more of a outside the story perspective um of what you think she's actually going through and i also this is in my but head what though? I agree with what's there to agree with just because like you who, really like the ray skywalker ending of that movie and i know some people don't so i thought you would have been like mm-hmm. see guys that, i agree with her that's what i thought you were gonna say yeah but i i think she's been She's liked it from the beginning. Like, this isn't a new revelation. Like, she's always said she she really liked how everything ended for her character. And mm-hmm. she got flack for it then. She gets flack for it this past summer I, when she talked about it. She gets flacked for it now. I so think around the premiere, just, she wasn't as straightforward. I think the Josh Gad thing, she was a little bit more like, I understand where my character is gone. And, you know, it's been some time. I've had time to think about it. But, like, around the premiere, her interviews, like, when they asked her what her reaction was... At the end of the movie, she kept making weird faces. She was kind of just... Well, that's 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 just a thing where you don't want people to get a vibe on what I'm just saying it wasn't as straightforward as this interview was, where she was like, yes, I, I did like the ending. I, yeah, I, I, I think, think I think this also happens to anybody that even when they just like went and saw a big movie, like like what did you think of the Rise of Skywalker? You're like, oh, I don't sure, want to like sure. say what I, you know. I'm kind of thinking right now because I'm still processing it, and a little while later, you you come to a more of course better conclusion when you're that invested in it, and everybody's like, how did you feel about how X your your character and ended up? You're you're kind of like. I, I mean, think, sure. That's one option. I also, when I started this, I probably had fifteen under other perfectly crazy Endings, yeah. examples that didn't right. come true. Yeah, for 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 this story, but also my career and how people are reacting to my characters and stuff. You I know, I mean, there's people, a lot that goes into that stuff. But. I I think that I I I don't like that when people take actors' reactions on red carpets and try to apply whatever they feel about it to that reaction it wasn't just red carpets it was the the press tour too like she kind of left it very open-ended that she was happy yeah that's not even really what we're talking about i just i just kind of assumed that fans that there were a lot of people that said we don't like the way this story ended up specifically for this character and we know you did so uh, i thought your take was gonna be exactly what Lacey thought see she did like it yeah like yeah, but you definitely had this a, a totally different perspective on that, which is great. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know that there's anything um, to say about that. <laughs> that's that's fine. That's like like let's go to John for his take. I like the Rise of Skywalker, and now to Wendy Weatherstone for for. It's weather. also in stark contrast to to other characters like uh, or like um, John Boyega saying he didn't like where his character ended up. You know. So it's like when Daisy comes out and says that she does, I don't know. Never mind. It doesn't really matter. Everybody gets it. You guys get it, right? Listeners get it. Everybody gets it. Yeah. Um, I had something. No, nah, it didn't, didn't really matter. You guys want to talk? Uh, let, let's blow through a couple of these other stories. I wrote a whole article we're... about that months ago. Okay, John. It's <laughs> really going for it. I got th- th- that was my seasonal. That's why we thought that's what your take was. <laughs> well, I got, be, John, I got dragged to the can... high heavens for defending her take on her character back then. So what am I going to yeah. do is talk about it again now? <laughs> get your screenshots ready, Goodness. folks. Blow up your Twitter to, to get add, add more to the, to the block list. John, Idiots. it's not a bad thing. I was just surprised that what I thought you were going to say, you yeah. didn't say. I just uh, <laughs> out of all the takes to look for, it's like <laughs> so surface level. But all right, jo- John likes movie. <laughs> <laughs> movie no, good. Like, I got it right there. 
Yeah. I got the damn poster on my wall right there. Um, all right. Well, we got, uh, we got, we want to talk a little bit about comics. But one other thing about, about, no, I'm just kidding. Sure. About, uh, theme parks and other things that are going on. Just a really quick one. Um, I don't know if anybody's reading the Vader line. Um, but I think, uh, I, I think it's been fairly well received among a lot of people, but, uh, we're getting a lot of, uh, closer tie-ins to some of the sequel trilogy stuff, including, um, you know, Darth Vader uh, actually coming into contact with Ochi of Bassoon and also um, uh, possibly the Eye of Webbish Bog and maybe Exegol down the line. Um, there has been, um, I I don't know if anybody has read uh, the From a Certain Point of View, but there is a perspective that, um, you know, we, we got from the comics that Vader was a little bit more aware of Luke being his son earlier than we saw in the movie. And now from this other book, we're finding out that the emperor was a little bit more aware that Vader knew that. And I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of confusing, but they like to really play around with that stuff. But at the end of the day, um, if you are interested in all, uh, all that type of stuff, that back and forth relationship between Vader and uh, the emperor, then you might want to check out these comics because they are really exploring that as well as some of the newer content and trying to tie it all into the ultimate Palpatine contingency plan uh, over the scope of the multiple movies that came out. What's the timeline? Um, What's the timeline on that that comic roughly? Uh, the timeline on that comic is, I think, shoot, man, it is. It's definitely between A New Hope and Return of the Jedi, but I'm trying to think if it's before or after Empire Strikes Back because the Star Wars mainline just well, moved that's, past yeah. Empire Strikes Back. But right. I, I, I'm kind of the reason I ask, and I'm sure people in the comics are going to in, in the comics in the comments are going to light us up on it, but um, because you you allude to the fact of em- the Emperor knowing that Vader knows about Luke as his son, whereas they kind of the conversation between the emperor and Vader and in empire Palpatine's kind of telling him about, we have a new enemy, the young rebel, uh, the son of Skywalker or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's getting a little fuzzy on me. So I'm not sure when, you know, they, they, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one of those scenarios where like when, when that story initially came out, it's like, Oh, okay. This is, the the emperor finding out and then telling vader for the first time and vader finding out for the first time but we know in the other comics and now we know from a certain point of view that this this encounter now that happens in the mu- uh, movie is a little bit more like a poker game where they're sitting there and they're like oh guess what i just found out yesterday luke uh, luke is uh, yeah. somebody's son and then vader's like Oh my, I didn't know that. Is this like, the comic? Just playing off of each other. Well, it's I'm so confused. It's Okay. <laughs> the Vader comics were the one that that exposed when Vader actually found out Got about it. Got it. The Luke Skywalker. That was a long time ago, but then now the from a certain point of from view Boba book Fett, right? points from Boba Fett, yeah. It's amazing. Um, but the from Boba a certain point of view book point points out that the emperor was able to key in on on vader's 
presence and awareness and thoughts and other things like that. Yep. And he was able to envision uh, him getting together with Luke and overthrowing them and stuff like that. So he, when he goes to Vader for the first time in Empire Strikes Back and tells him about that, um, he knows that Vader already knows. So he's kind of playing with him. Kyle gave this a, a rough review, this this issue. He gave it a 5.5. That's that's low for Kyle. Didn't like that's it. Well, I also Kyle. Kyle does not, and I don't think I'm blowing up his spot here. He's not a big Rise of Skywalker guy, and I guess this is setting mm-hmm. up some Exegol stuff. I don't think he's into that, but yeah. Yeah, I uh, based on his review, I think he he was a little bit more like I wish we could focus on this other stuff and not like continually trying to retcon or make <clears throat> these other stories make sense. You know what I want to retcon? Um, I want which to retcon. I, I like that stuff. I like when they, they tie it all in together because then I feel like you get the part of the story that you didn't have before that makes everything snap. Yeah. But I want to retcon the um, pricing of uh, this hotel. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. There is not a lot. We, we just want to talk about it really quick because it's upcoming at Star Wars. It's something kind of exciting. We got a little bit of a, a update on the um, Disney Galactic Cruiser that's coming out for Galaxy's Edge. Um, there was a, uh, a virtual event that happened and they showcased a couple photos of the of what it looks like inside the room. Um, but I mean, nothing, nothing crazy. It was just finally the first time besides concept art that you actually got to like, look and be like, I could sleep in that bed. That's the one. It's not just like, this looks like wild visualization. Django and Boba's room in Camino. Yeah. It looks like the, and then it's got like the bunk bed type beds from the Millennium Falcon. It feels cold. I don't know how else to put that. Well, space is cold, John. (laughs) Well, it's in, yeah, I was going to say. Well, you're not out in space. You're in a control, temperature controlled. Cabin. You are in space on this cruiser, but but you're yeah, inside. But if you were like you're not in, on the vacuum of yeah, but space. If, but if you were in like Fargo and there's a big window and you could see all the snow and you see Hoth out there, yeah. Like, I, oh, I also cold. meant more it's from like, a vibe standpoint. Well, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I'd love to stay there. Yeah. I've never wanted to sleep on a bunk bed more. Those are so cool. Um, I yeah. wish I Lower had tons of money to just go yeah. to this thing. Lower the price and yeah. I'll just sleep in that bed. <laughs> or or please, if if anybody is a listener that has any sort of connection with someone who works at Disney, come on. Get Uh-oh. the resistance broadcast there. <laughs> Get the resistance broadcast there. All right. Um no, I mean uh I do want I to know, we always hope to get invites to yeah. those things and sometimes we do. So let's make some content. Really yeah, cool. Let's go down Thank and make you. some content. Yeah. Um that's it for Resistance Report. All right, Lacey, what do we got? All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe on YouTube. You can follow us on all the different podcast apps, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. You can like us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. But if you want more stuff from us every month and you want to support us and once we get to travel again, support us traveling and making new content and upgrading our equipment and all this other stuff to make great quality content for you, you can head over to patreon.com 
slash resistance broadcast. Starting at $2 a month, you get access to the page and all the different types of content that we create. Um, and as you go up in the ranks, you get more access, including Discord servers and much more. Mm-hmm. So the Patreon pod race is the chance for our top tier, our generals, to be a part of the show. So before we get started, I want to thank our generals. So thank you, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw... <laughs> I always get to like one and my brain works faster. Did you say Neil? <laughs> I don't know what that was. Neil, I'm sorry. You're the best. Neil Shaw. David Probus. <laughs> it's always like, I bet they listen and they're like, who's it going to be this week? Well, usually it's yeah. Harbison. No, it hasn't been in a while. <laughs> David Probus. You mean Harbison. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Okay, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Bethany, Russ Harbison, Kendall Gelnar, and new general Paul Olson. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the resistance. We're excited to have you. It means so much to us and supporting the show. Um, So this is the chance for you guys to be a part of it. We ask you a question and you give us your answer. This week, it's General Micah. And we asked him, there's no Obi-Wan, only Micah. (laughs) (laughs) You are the young Jedi at the end of The Phantom Menace. The sliding doors open and there is Darth Maul ready for the duel of the fates. But wait, there is no Qui-Gon. Pick any Star Wars character character to fight alongside you in in your duel against Darth Maul. And why would you pick them? Micah, take it away. That's a portrait of Baby Yoda, or Tiny. Hi, guys. Um, miss you all. Love you all. Just wanted to say that real quick. Uh, I hopefully will be around a little bit more now. Um, what a question, man. Whew. Uh, I think the f- first one that pops to mind is Ahsoka Tano, because she has technically beaten Maul. And if there's no Obi-Wan or Qui-Gon, kind of leaves me with a few options um, for who has actually faced down Maul in his prime. And I think he was definitely in his prime when he fought Ahsoka, even with the legs going all that. He was really, really bad ass. Hope I can say that, James. <laughs> um, my second choice might be a little bit off the whatever. It's uh, I think Kanan Jarrus embodies what it is to be a real Jedi, what the Jedi were supposed to be, I think. I think he's got the most balance, if you will. Balance in the force. Um, yeah, I think he could do some serious damage to a... Uh, uh, aggressive uh, Maul, young Maul, you know, uh, with the anger and the wanting to take his vengeance out on the Jedi. I think a balanced Jedi is more would be more powerful against him than, uh, you know, picking somebody with all the cool lightsaber moves or something. But um, and then of course, me with my unmatched skills with a lightsaber, we would just kill it, obviously. But I uh, uh, hope you guys are all well. Again, I love you all. I miss you all. Uh, may the force be with you. All right, Micah, great job. Thanks for the tour of your house. What kind of cabinets are those? They're really quality hardwood with that like crown molding on the top that's nice, wood paneling. Love the Baby Yoda portrait. John, what did you think? I almost want to take my camera and start walking around. My <laughs> um, no, Micah, you're the best, dude. Uh, love and miss you too, man. Um, hope everything's going well uh, with the restaurant. Uh, I hope you're cooking up some good stuff. And if we ever do get to hang out, you're cooking me some food. Steak. And I know Steak. you said you would, so yeah. Um, no, I thought a great answer. Obviously, the Ahsoka thing makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, the Kanan one I found interesting as well for your logic behind it. But I thought it, you cracked me up when you said that uh, 
you can't be bested. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was good. Um, <laughs> great job as always. Uh, I do like the Baby Yoda art. But uh, thanks for all your support, man. Uh, you're always, uh, you, you are still the Spice Runner in my eyes. Uh, and I'm sure you're going to reclaim that throne uh, once you get back into uh, the bonus videos on Patreon because you always bring the comments. I, I, I think I might be the spiciest here of the three of us sometimes. Depends what kind of mood uh, I'm in. Maybe Lacey. Yeah. But for sure, out of uh, our generals, you take the taco, pal. And uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, that. You did a great job on that pod race. Thanks for your support, man. Yep. Um, I love the podcast. I, I love this. This was a good question. Um, I I immediately go to that type of logic too. Like, well, who's someone we already know has beaten this character before? Um, so that makes a lot of sense. And of course, of course, my boy, King Jarrus, buddy. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think Qui-Gon gets a lot of that, that whole, like the perfect Jedi thing, but you guys need, you to mean Obi-Wan. You guys need to know where you're looking, buddy. No, Qui-Gon. Obi-Wan's a goat. Nope. No. Obi-Wan. You mean so Kiadi Mundi. <laughs> yes. I I mispronounced his name. Yeah. Um No, um, and it's always fun to watch uh everybody do their video or whatever. This this kind of reminded me of that like uh that old MTV show Fear <laughs> or uh um Mitchell and Webb look, Sir Digby Chicken Caesar. Nobody knows what I'm talking the about. The point of view but cam. That is a thing. If you do know what I'm talking about on that one uh write it in the comments let me know hit me up on twitter um great pod race uh thanks for being a general um thanks for supporting us thanks for doing it yeah all right guys i blanked for a second there but i'm back um yeah thanks so much (laughs) thanks for your support and now we're gonna head to john to hear from the rest of the community john Yes, we are. And um, Lacey mentioned equipment upgrades. So if you're watching on YouTube, you notice I have a new mic and some new headphones, and that's all because of Patreon support. So it's legit, and we thank you guys, uh, really, seriously. Um, question time. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? You guys ready to answer some uh, That's questions? why I blanked out. I was thinking of my answer for this question. <laughs> all right, that's cool. Uh, do you want me to... Uh, give you a little time. No, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, okay. All right. So what we do here is we put out a a question, a pitch for questions at Ask the Resistance. Hashtag, what am I doing? Hashtag Ask the Resistance on Twitter. My brain is a jello today. At R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. And you send them in and we pick some good ones to talk about and we got some good ones here. Uh, First one, uh, probably the best sequel trilogy Luke Skywalker cosplayer. (laughs) Fluke Skywalker. Probably the best. He is the best. Even the voice, he does such a good job. Uh, mm-hmm. At But he couldn't get his hand off Fluke. <laughs> <laughs> at one Fluke Skywalker. Close, man. But you're Make it the Fluke he Skywalker. Has, what are you doing? It's probably too long. I'm going to take that. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I think it is too long. Uh, do you but think... Wh- Fluke Skywalker was <laughs> taken? It's like, okay. Yeah. All right. Probably by like uh, one of those people. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, do you think with digital technology continuously improving, Disney will explore the relationship between Luke and Mara Jade in an upcoming movie? I'd like to see their courtship and marriage and her flying around in her space plane. What would, who would you suggest play Mara? Uh, Lacey, you want to tackle this one? So we know that George hated Mara Jade. That is like a thing that we are <laughs> aware of. We learned that here on the podcast. People went a little crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks to... What? 
JW. Yes, yes, Thanks, thanks to JW. To JW. Um, and so here's the thing. Here's here's where I'm at. I know people love Mara Jade. I know people are like really want to see that character in live action and see her story explored. I am going to say no to the relationship with Luke Skywalker. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to leave Luke as he is and as you see him in the sequel trilogy. Um, You might see him prior as like teaching young Jedi, I think. And we've thrown that around on the show, but we've never really discussed like romance. I don't think you're going to see that from Luke Skywalker. Um, But I do think that there is a possibility that they could introduce Mara Jade in just a different way. They could just take the idea of the character and bring her into something else, into a series and she just won't be the one you know from the books. She'll just be, she'll look the same, have a similar background or storyline, but she won't be involved with Luke. That's my my guess. Um, if I was going to pick someone to play her, I'd pick Rebecca Ferguson from Mission Impossible because she's wonderful. Ooh, that's a good choice. Yeah, she's really good at action. She's tough. She's kind of snarky. Um, and I think she'd she'd be good. I thought you were going to say Anna Taylor Joy. <laughs> She's is. too young. No, I I would pick someone yeah. that's um a little bit older, and obviously Rebecca Ferguson is not old. That's not what I'm saying. But she Anna Taylor Joy is like in her, like a teen, young twenties look to her. Um, I think yeah. Marjorie's going to be older. What about uh your your girl Florence Pugh? Again, I think she's a little on the young side. I think Mara Jade's going to yeah. be oh, really? more of an older character. And I don't think, I don't know. I, I don't see F- Florence having that, uh, the the look of what I in my head picture as Mara Jade. And I think a lot of fans do. Whereas I feel like Rebecca Ferguson has that look and could pull off the red hair and uh, would look good. Nice. Hmm. Lacey, I have, I have some some bad news for you. Uh, I just got an alert from our main chat on our Patreon Discord, and Count Pepto, uh, one of our admirals, said, I just finished the episode from last Thursday, and he said, I loved the smooth <laughs> intro. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I love that you had to interrupt oh, my funny. answer to tell me that someone loved your bit from last week. <laughs> oh, I thought you finished your answer, because you said that you were going to cast somebody. You have more to no, your answer? No, we're all good. Back all to you, right. John. <laughs> All right. Uh, James, uh, Mike Ramore at Drum Jedi said, other than who we already suspect to show up in The Mandalorian, what is a side character that would be good fit to show up at some point in the series? Mine is Hondo. Oh, you know what? You know what's funny about this is I actually came up with an answer for this and I was like, yep, got it. And then I realized later in the day that it doesn't work very well. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, shoot. So I'll have to think of another one, and then I never thought of another one. But I'll give you the one that I thought of, hmm. which was Chewbacca. Hmm. And the reason I wanted to see Chewbacca was because I felt like you don't have to worry. Because you think about you, your Lukes and your Leias and your Landos and stuff, and I go, nah, they can't do that. And I was like, what's, an, what's a character that you could bring in? And I was like, oh, you could bring in Chewbacca. And I know that they they marketed Clone Wars like... Um, or was it Clone Wars? Maybe it was Rebels. No, it was Clone Wars. They they were like, oh, Chewbacca's in the show, and and they they marketed around like his appearance. And I know they've done that with other ones like Princess Leia and and um, 
and Saw Gerrera and even Lando, when, when they show up in these animated shows, they use it as marketing to get you to watch the latest episodes. And I thought that would be a really good way if they showed Mandalorian, they showed just Chewbacca. Everybody's like, oh, I got to tune in for that one. It would be exciting in a fun way and it wouldn't have to necessarily break canon. The reason I thought it was a bad idea, though, is I was like, you're not really going to separate Chewbacca from right. Han. That, I feel like that would be kind of hard to pull off. But if, I mean, come on, there could be like, you know, something. <laughs> he didn't know he was going to get in any trouble. He he went off and was delivering some stuff, and he ran into these people, and then he went back. I don't know. Maybe they could pull it off and give Jonas a little bit of work. It's kind of a bad answer because I feel like there's a there's a problem there. But um, but I would love if they would figure out a way to bring in um, Chewbacca into the show, just maybe for like an episode or something. Yeah, cool. Chewbacca goes or somewhere. Or just show him for, sitting in a bar or whatever. You yeah, know? he goes somewhere for Falcon repairs and they, he runs into him. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Especially with, with Honda, too, considering they, they get along later. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have any problem with that answer. Um, uh, all right, next one. Blog of the Hut uh, said, We know Tiny, a.k.a. Baby Yoda. Love, thanks for the use of Tiny. Very cool. Is 50 years old. Yoda said... He was training Jedi since he was 100, uh, meaning he was a fully trained knight at that age. Uh, do you think uh, that species has a crazy growth spurt at some point, and this is why the child won't stop stuffing his adorable green face? I think this is one of the best questions. That uh, is a great question. I've been, of, I've been thinking about this for a while because I am obsessed with continuity uh, with Star Wars and the age stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's, yeah, he's 50 years away from where Yoda was training Jedi. And we've talked about that on this podcast. Like, where, when does the switch happen? So I think there's an aggressive aging that happens and it's coming soon for baby Yoda. And I do think that's why we're seeing him like doing all this crazy stuff. Like he's going through his puberty or something right now. Like, I think it's like there's, he's going through this, like these, these changes and he's so hungry and all that stuff. And I think that is I don't think Favreau does things by mistake. I guess I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I think there's there's stuff going on here. And I'm just curious to see where we end up with Baby Yoda after the Mandalorian. Um, uh, you know, Do we see him as uh, a fully grown uh, of that species? Does he become the next Yoda? Like if they do make more Rey stories that take place 40 or 50 years after the Mandalorian where he would be around 100 years old where Yoda was training Jedi. Did they do this on purpose? You know, there's a lot of things going on here, you know, story group and all that stuff. So I, I think that's a very clever question. Um, and I do think you're right that there is something to that because they can't have him be a baby forever. Uh, so and I know we're not going to see him in 50 years in The Mandalorian, but we may see him in other stuff. So, uh, yeah, I like that. Um, last one real quick because we, we, we punted on it last week. So Stephen Bowman uh steven a bowman what's up steven how you doing bud uh if you could cosplay as anyone in star wars who would it be and why i'm gonna say cobb vanth because i got the gray hair uh i think that'd be fun what about you guys Lacey, who you got or someone you haven't yet because we know you have done cosplay. yeah i've done ray and i've done leia james go ahead come back to me because i have to think of someone i haven't done i mean it I don't know. I mean, it kind of sounds dumb, but like the way the Mandalorian looks right now with all of his like silver armor and stuff, I feel like if 
if you could cosplay, that's like you get to. It's not like you have to. So I wouldn't have to put all that stuff together. Somebody just hands me all the the necessary stuff. I think that that uh, his character looks like really awesome right now. I feel like they've done a really good job. At, and you can you can look. At, I know you just said Cobb Vanth, but like it's funny. You look at Cobb Vanth and you realize how bare Mandalorian outfits are. But then when you look at the Mandalorian right next to him, the way they've done every little piece of his thing, it all feels like one full like costume or suit uh, yeah. of armor. It's really cool the way they've put him together. Yeah. So realistically, probably Rey rises Skywalker. I've done Jakku Rey, and I and I don't. I'm not really crazy about the Last Jedi Rey costume. I was never a really big fan of that one, but I loved what they did with the Rise of Skywalker one with the hood and everything. Um, but if we're talking like dream cosplay of like something that's like over the top ridiculous, like would be so cool. I'd probably pick the Amidala costume from Phantom Menace, the first one. That oh. would be so cool to wear. The what if I said Go that for it. You could say whatever you want. <laughs> I know. <It's... laughs> I'm surprised one of you that's didn't say one. like um, Kylo Ren or something because that's just such a cool costume. Yeah. Like a helmet. His is neat, but it's also, it it has a very like singular yeah, tone helmet, to it yeah. it's like also like, it's I, just like that that roby thing with like a belt you know I feel like boots gloves kylo ren cosplay is like that episode of the office where all the guys show up as the joker <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well there's another kylo ren yeah oh is that clayton sandell i think it is yeah you know? no i think so, the amidala yeah. one from phantom menace is just like so iconic and cool that like it w- it's just such an over-the-top costume that's so beautiful it would be really is, fun and the makeup cool is cool too yeah somehow if it was possible Kate's that would up. be cool you could wear the suit where he's wearing oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a cool one of that in new york Comic yeah Comic where the guy was ago, wearing the yeah. yeah the suit yeah yeah uh and, and yeah i don't think i i could never outdo clayton on uh, kylo ren he i think he slaughtered yeah that, so yeah um, he is kylo ren. he's <laughs> officially <laughs> kylo ren now yeah, yeah. now that driver's gone um all right Happy so birthday, adam <laughs> yeah uh that's uh the end of the show so we want to thank everyone for listening and watching make sure you do subscribe to all your favorite podcast apps or youtube uh we got the mando fan show coming back tomorrow or friday night live 8 30 east we're having uh, yoshi vu back on the show to talk about chapter 13 mando uh, minute is james is it going to be Ahsoka time? I don't know. I'm you hoping know. it is so I can get James no. Mandalorian minute of his reaction. Little Dave Filoni uh, directing. Yeah. Got to like that. Um, and uh, But yeah, we're going to be live. So hopefully you can join us. We had a great turnout the past couple episodes live. And, and have, everyone's having a great time in the live chat. Uh, it's like a little party in there. So um, definitely join us live. But if not, don't worry. It will be on your podcast apps and, of course, still on the channel thereafter. Uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news. Uh, Teespring.com slash store slash resistance broadcast for all of your gear. And uh, that's about it. So on behalf of James, Lacey, I'm John. Uh, we'll see you on Thursday morning where we're going to talk a little bit more about Star Wars, whether they can branch out or not, right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids. <laughs>